You're listening to the 10-Minute Think-Through with To The Point, conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. It's been a little while since we just discussed an article that we've read that we found to be intriguing, and there's an article at The Atlantic written by Megan Garber uh, revolving around the subject of, are we having too much fun? And it's uh, all about our entertainment-driven culture, our high capacity for distraction is a phrase that uh, Miss Garber uses, and uh, there's a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death that was written by Neil Postman in the 1980s, uh, really when television was beginning to dominate the culture and began to be the dominant medium by which we uh, saw the American landscape uh, shaped. And so this article is interacting with that. A lot of the same principles are true that really the most effective entertainers are those who rule our culture. That uh, in television, when political debates began to be televised, and it, be- it was more about um, you know how someone looked on camera and whether or not they looked presidential or whatever that, whatever that means, uh, that since that time, really, our capacity for deeper thinking, our capacity for substantive you know, questioning and debate has diminished, and really those with the loudest voice and with the most clever smile and the best approach seem to be the ones who uh, who are leading us. Yeah, you read this book over the Christmas, right? I did, yeah, and so I loved uh, just seeing what, just this short little article, it's not a, not extremely long by Atlantic standards, just seeing how uh, how she interacted and, and made application for today's world. Yeah, we'll definitely post the link so you can uh, check out the article yourself. When I like started reading this, I, I think I had the wrong impression because are we having too much fun? Sounds like oh no, I want to have more fun. It mm-hmm. is a bummer. Yeah, but it's that's like not really what. Money. Yeah, it's not really about no such thing. Right, it's not about like happiness or like having joy in your life. It's about distraction and like are we just entertaining ourselves to death? And that's something we keep coming back to because like, I, honestly, if you look at like the podcast we do, we keep coming back to this topic. And I yeah, think we it's do. because all three of us recognize like symptoms of sort of like distract disease of distraction in our own lives. Right. Yeah. So who's the best teacher you ever had? Oh, uh, Miss Polo middle school i was homeschooled so i guess my mom your mom (laughs) tammy definitely my mom let me not say (laughs) i guess mom (laughs) definitely my mom yeah what was who's the best college professor you ever had Um, i don't even know if i remember their name tom hubner was my political communication professor i also did my research thesis with him yeah what'd you love about him uh well it, it was super super engaging and he was as a communications professor and doctor he had uh, an incredible way of of communicating, and so which makes sense. I mean, right. that's his, that's his, his craft. That's his, you know, his deal. But yeah, I I was I never left that class feeling bored. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess I'd fall victim to the best teachers culture. we have. We usually remember them because of their ability to captivate the room, not be, not always because of the content. The content's certainly there. It's not like content is off the table. But we love those kinds of teachers. Why, why do certain preachers wind up with 30-minute television shows? It's surely not always because they have the best insight into the Scripture, right? It's because That they is have, quite an understatement. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, politicians. You know, I, I, uh, I read an article recently about and heard Al Mohler on the briefing talking about uh, that politicians in our day are intentionally using profanity. Like they are it, in their right. speech in calculated ways using profanity where that would have been t- 
totally anathema, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, even just a couple of years ago. Now, we, we're just saying, if this is going to be a normal guy, or if, if, I'm gonna, if I can relate to this lady, then I want her to talk like I talk. That's, how, that's what we're saying in our world. And that's, I mean, our president is reality show yeah. star. And the, the administration in many ways is run like a reality show, like you'd expect it to be run. Right. So it ha- it ha- it's so pervasive that it is sort of this point of like, are we noticing, you know, you sort of step back and you ask yourself like, wait a second, have I even noticed the fact that like everything is about entertainment? Yeah. I think that there is a required amount of real self reflection here in that i think that you can say you need entertainment for one reason because you know and we do this is it you're right jared it comes up a lot in our conversations but um you know how are you just needing to be distracted you know how are you just needing to like turn off your brain or whatever but i also feel like that when we say there's this category of having to have entertainment in every area, political or spiritual or educational. I think that it's a coping mechanism too, because I think that there's a part of us that feels um, like escapism kind of yes, thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we deserve it or we have to have it in order to get away from some sort of disappointment or, yeah. or sort of uh, emotional hurt even. And so it's like my life may not be going the way I thought it would or should at this point, but I can sort of like turn on a sitcom. But as it turns out, you know, now we want a political debate to be a sitcom. Yeah. It's a comment. Everything's a commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, the article refers to, Really, since The Daily Show, we've blurred the line between what's entertainment and what's news. So we expect Jon Stewart, and then we expected Stephen Colbert to really be reporting accurate news to us when that was not the point of those shows. The point of those shows was, I mean, these are Comedy Central shows. They're, they're cable comedy, you know, intended for purely for entertainment, but you know, to to kind of give the broader culture a culture cultural break, uh, that's what they were trying to do. I mean, they were they were making a political point, making a, a statement about everything that mattered in the world as well. And I'd say that they weren't. I I could make the case that they weren't driving the culture; that they were a result of what the culture had had given them. And so, because we have such an entertainment focused culture, there's plenty of material. Like there's plenty to talk about when it comes to what someone says or what someone has done. So it's like they they would just responded to an obvious need, not need, but an obvious room. Yeah. And it, it's not new either. Like I was thinking, I was just not thinking about, you know, in 8100 in Rome where you had uh, bread and circus, bread and circuses. That was like, you know, the in the poem where it talks about how do you control the masses, provide for them and entertain them. That's it. And so it's like, we're in the exact same spot and you know 2000 years later it's not new but it's also just as dangerous and it's just like cuz it's completely against intellect it's completely against being able to like better the people or the culture it's also anti-gospel cuz it's it's distracting people away from Jesus and away from i mean when you think about christians being distracted you're distracting them from really important things yeah the gospel is not always it's not just everything's going to be okay it's the gospel begins by addressing your deep need it convicts us before it comforts us that's oh yeah that's yeah it's totally real world it's not that there's that inner that jesus wouldn't concede that we have a need for entertainment right we are to enjoy him enjoy the glory of god in everything and it's not anti uh but it is 
deepest deepest need uh you know looking looking into what uh what's really there and and how the gospel speaks to our real our real issues and our real uh, our real thinking our real heart our real emotion does everything have to be entertaining does everything have to be like uh one of the parts of the article i found so you know intriguing was about the the march on washington by the scientists and how some of them were wearing t-rex costumes and some of them had uh sort of uh humorous signs and so like i knew to wear this poncho because science told me it was going to rain yeah yeah at what point do we go i being funny is a detriment to your argument and i know that because i'm a rational human like where does where have we lost our way on that I mean, there is a line for sure. I th- I think. I mean, I made this note in our our notes that I see, I just see on both sides of the aisle, and I notice it particularly more and more that about the ser- most serious of matters on the news these days, we see people like. And to me, it just feels so weird to see people smiling a lot. Like yeah. I, I, there are particular people that I see from both political parties who I know I've got to turn the channel. Because I don't know, I don't understand why you're smiling. Like, why are you why are you laughing when we're talking about Russia interfering with our election? Yeah, it's not funny. No, you know, I mean, it's like they find the the, the joy is found in being right, not right. in I mean, what's on best. On one side, it's it's I'm poking at you, prodding at you. It's funny, I got you. On the other hand, it's ha ha, you can't be serious. Like this is a serious matter, you know, and we don't we don't know where. To, to just allow serious Here, to be serious. Here's a st- react. Can we say that I told you so is not Christian, right? We would never want a believer's response to something to be, well, I told you guys, you know, you should have, should have listened to me from the very beginning. Right. Is that an okay thing to say? I mean, I, well, I think the laugh, I think this laughing that we do about everything is, is an I told you so. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a jab. It's a, cyn- a cynical I'm right, you're wrong, we all see that, you know, I'm going to come down to your level and just sort of snicker about it because I realize you must think you're a total fool because I think you're a total fool. Someone I follow on Twitter uh, confessed to, uh, I guess, the the internet. Um, She said, uh, it occurred to me just the other day that I had never prayed for President Trump um, in that we can't just find satisfaction in, in, in whatever events that are going on and seeing him you know, mess up or succeed, whatever political views you may hold. You know, our goal is to pray for whoever is in charge you know, and that we don't take delight in somebody else's problems or demise, no matter what we think of them. Yeah. Proverbs 26, 18 and 19, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. I think there's a real warning for us in Scripture about joking or being entertained about really serious matters, and we need to take that to heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10-Minute Think-Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10minutethinkthrough.com.